Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where we are counting down every John Hyatt song from A to Z. I am one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson, and putting jam on our biscuits is my good friend, Sylvan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And as a uh, born Southerner, yeah, absolutely. I can make a gosh darn good biscuit and lots of stuff in this song resonates on that and yes uh it is uh yeah tonight we are talking i am almost fed up with the blues uh and this should be a fun one you want to give us some facts i would love to this is track number six from beneath this gruff exterior which was the very first album released on new west records which john is still with today which i was a little blown away about how long he'd been with new west because as we know john has had kind of a tumultuous uh, relationship with many record labels this goes back to 2003 and um at the time i uh reached out to new west they uh were really excited about uh john joining them um it was the first time I ever actually got an official press kit, which made me very excited. Ooh. And yeah, uh, I, you know, uh, I forget exactly what it was, but um, the, the press secretary reached out to me and said, could you drive some traffic to this website where they're, you know, talking about John? And I said, oh, can I ever? <laughs> Thank you for asking. But um, that's a little bit on the periphery as far as uh the song itself this is uh john and the goners it's the only album that went under that title as opposed to john hyatt and then the backing band you have to dig a little bit deeper for um so we've got sonny landreth on that very bluesy guitar that we all know and love and I had completely forgotten, but the uh, CD I got, and this wasn't because I was bugging the record company, but it was a two disc case where there was actually a demo version of this song um, that was just two track John on his own, kind of laying it out what he thought the song should sound like. And um I was a little surprised that I had forgotten about it because I really love that stripped down version of uh, John's music so much. So I really enjoyed listening to that again. There's also a lot of uh, bootleg live versions of this because John really has a lot of fun when he records this. I have this image of him, you know, really stretching out the ending and like jamming on his guitar and kicking his leg up into the air and just you know really getting into the groove so a really great song yeah uh this is a fun song um especially considering you know the title um mm-hmm. i i don't know if i've ever asked you this i don't think i have why do you think or do you know why this album he included the goners but normally he doesn't 
a great question. And I don't know the answer. I remember asking myself mm-hmm. and um, looking into it a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was because he was at this kind of place where he was making a shift to a new label and um, kind of reconnecting with Sonny Landreth and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Could yeah, be anything. Because uh, I know, once again, take a drink. Bruce Springsteen sometimes records with the E Street Band, and then other times he doesn't. He does with just either studio musicians or nowadays with electronic, his producer can play, you know, two guys can play almost all the instruments. Uh, but then when it's performed live, and I do think that when I think of John nowadays i tend to think of this band with him when he is recording uh and when he's touring uh the last time i saw him he was with them and uh they seem to be having a really good time touring together so just curious i didn't know if you had any insight i don't as far as uh the band goes it it, there is a a nice little backstory about um him joining new west um okay please well, I am taking this right from Mike Elliott's book. So anyone who hasn't gotten that, I once again recommend that. Um, Cameron Strang was the um, head of New West Records and had been a fan of John's long before founding the label. So he, I think, I'm reading between the lines, but it really kind of sounded like this was a passion for Mr. Strang and thank you thank you thank you for uh, the many albums that have come since that um, he wanted to bring John on board and let him just do his thing so this album was also uh, produced by John I believe and uh, yes it was produced by Don Smith and John Hyatt and the Goners is the official credit um I'm not going to go too into the weeds that because I am not a musician. I don't know a lot about how a record is made, but I do feel that the proof is in the pudding that when there is someone else uh, credited as producer with a few exceptions, John is pushed a little bit beyond his comfort zone and the results are a little bit stronger. So I, I, love this album it's always going to hold a special place in my heart but i also listen to it and feel like maybe there's a little bit of polishing up maybe there's a little bit of tweaking and going in a different direction that could bring it to a different place what do you think yeah um i think that's an interesting point because um there sometimes in Bruce talks a lot about this that he and the band it's one plus one equals three Uh that together Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band is more than just some of the parts right yeah and so the idea that having an outside influence um because there are there are a lot of musicians that produce their own albums but if you find out more and more 
it, it seems like they usually have that outside influence, that person to say, hey, why don't we try this? Why do we do that? Um, and I like the idea that your feeling is, okay, maybe they're pushing this a little bit. Uh, maybe they can give him a, well, why don't we try this and do that and just make it a little bit better? I, I That's interesting. I like it a lot. And I think it's really telling if you listen to the demo and then yeah. the uh, official version back to back that um, it's a pretty straight ahead. You know, we've just added a little bit more mm-hmm. sound behind it. You know, there's yeah. uh, some lead guitar instead of just the uh, rhythm guitar and, you know, more full drum sounds. Mm-hmm. But um you know, it's really interesting because it's that, you know, when you buy your concert tickets, do you want to hear John all by himself or in those uh, duet partnerships where he was touring with just Davy Fairher for a while? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to see John Hyatt and the Goners with the full band playing out right. and interacting? And uh, both are a lot of fun. And this song in particular, you know, there's the tradition of the solo blues guitarist sitting on the corner with just himself or, you know, mm-hmm. going back to the Robert Johnson era blues musician, just a man and a guitar. Um, so, like, I almost felt a little bit like a traitor that I kind of felt like maybe I would rate the demo version slightly higher than the album version. Mm. I I didn't make a, a strong decision about that, but um it it's more intimate. And you know, when we're talking about uh almost fed up with the blues, it's an intimate type of conversation, you know, like someone who's about to give up and you know what's also kind of funny about this song is that if you look at the lyrics on face value it's pretty darn depressing but that is not how it comes across at all right and it's we'll get to when we start breaking down the song but i agree and i i love the idea of which one you prefer um when i would do when i started the set lusting bruce he had just toured um with a we called it the e street band orchestra there was the core Uh e street band but clarence had just died and so they had a horn section so they had four horns they had a percussion section not just max and drums and they had like three or four backup singers and Uh so instead of just the set E Street Band, which is a big band to begin with, uh, it was this full sound. And I would ask my guests, which one do you prefer? Um, I have seen the this last time I saw John was with the Goners. It was House of Blues. They were it was a great show, a great set list. But the two times before it was on his solo tour mm-hmm. where it was just him and the guitar coming out and I, it's like saying 
do you want seafood or steak? Right. It just mm-hmm. it depends. It, it is uh, I because I loved both. It was it was there was an intimacy to him just sitting there with his guitar and, yes. and singing and playing. And it, it, it feels like you're in he's in your living room. Right. He's here, let me and he's play having this a conversation with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, it is funny that I don't know if this song has ever shown up when he's done the solo, solo right. acoustic tour. Right. Um, so maybe he decided that, no, this is a song that's all about having fun with a group of people. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a little too depressing all about yourself. Yeah. Now, I am someone who. Uh, solos go uh i am very quickly um done with long extended solos uh whether Mm -hmm. it's a drum solo whether it's a long guitar solo i i am normally about vocals and lyrics and so um this reaches just the point to me we're like okay yep that that's enough to move on Uh here we go I and bet I, if you were watching him dance, you'd feel differently, though. I bet I be, you might be right. Uh, and I probably also the crowd getting into it. Uh, mm-hmm. it yeah, the energy of it. Um, because it is a. And so let's get into it, right? Uh, I'm almost fed up with the blues. Uh, I wake up with my head and hand. Wish I was another man because I'm almost fed up with the blues. I think about the kitchen sink, then I just shudder to think because I'm almost fed up with the blues. So you start. What do you think this song is about? Um, I, I think it's actually almost um, a, a, a tease about the traditional blues song. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, a woman, a car and a banknote do i'm gonna mm-hmm. leave that up to you you know he's listing all those things that typically come you know whether the joke is a country song or a blues song yeah. you know what do you get when you play it backwards you get your car back your woman yes. back blah 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 mm-hmm. um um and then he's also just saying well i'm almost fed up with it like I'm almost bored with this. Can't we get over the talking about how sad we are just in the middle of a song? And, um, but you know, all the usual suspects, I'm almost fed up with the blues. One little detail that comes up in the demo version that I don't hear. And I was listening for it in the final is he kind of does this kind of like, uh, over, talk of well you notice i said almost yes and a wink wink joke joke like yeah yeah i'm still here i'm still singing the blues and i'm not gonna mm. give it up yeah um yeah i mean you know even the jam on my biscuit you know it, it, that to me sounds like a little wink wink nod nudge nudge of like don't take me too seriously i i'm still gonna have a decent breakfast even if i'm not feeling all that great today what do you think, Jesse? Well, yeah, if these blues don't stop hurting me, it's curtains for my misery because I'm almost fed up with the blues. Might get a job or join a club because, buddy, I've whittled it down to the dub because I'm almost fed up with the blues. Um, the What I got listening to it is this idea that I music brings me such joy and mm-hmm. 
and and because of how life is right now, I've almost given up the blues, right? Like I'm right. still going to do the blues, but, um, um, and once again, I, I, I really am sorry to do this listeners, but there is a line in the wish and, uh, in Springsteen, it's a song he wrote about his mother. And he says, um, he says, I'm sitting in the kitchen I'm taking request, mom, but if it's a sad song, I'm not going to do it. As in, I, I'm not here to sing sad songs. I'm here to sing happy songs because of where we're at. And I think John will always play sad songs. Absolutely. And they will do, but I also think, um, if we go back to Ronnie Millsap, right? Uh, nobody likes sad songs, uh, you know, and he, is saying I'm almost done with the blues right now. I I want to I want to shout with joy. I want to rock and roll. I want to share the passion I have with life, and um and this and he does it with a very clever way. That of course I'm known as a blues man, and I know that's it. But I also life's pretty good for me right now and I'm making music. I'm enjoying myself. So I, I, you know, I'm still going to play the blues every once in a while, but I'm also, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm happy. Right. Yeah. So I have a couple of quotes that I think also kind of uh, tell us where he was coming from with writing this song. Um, John, and these are taken from two different interviews. He said, I still like being miserable. It traps you and it sets you free at the same time. So exactly what you were just saying, Jesse, yeah. that like y- you can just kind of get fed up with it and like, oh, I just can't escape this down feeling. But then at the same time, it's like, but I can just lean into it and say, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling the blues. If it don't mm-hmm. kill me, it thrills me. Yeah. Uh, as the line goes. And then he also uh, very tongue in cheek says, it fills out 12 bars of music and helps me make my car payments. So, you know, if you don't have anything that you're miserable about, how on earth are you going to write another song and get that paycheck for your royalties? Uh, Gosh, that, that is very insightful. And to hear that, um, the idea that I, I, Yes, it helps pay my bills. Yes, you know, it's helped me, you know, pay my car note. But there's also this other side of this that this this joy that I have, and I do mm-hmm. think a lot of times, um, I love, I love when Bruce when John is being happy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and um you can get trapped singing the blues and into a, you know, not embracing what's making you happy. So, yeah, I I think that's a really, really good thought. And we've all had those moments where like, I'm such a big blues music fan, but then every once in a while it's like, Oh God, I can't listen to this anymore. You know, where, where's the bubblegum pop, you know, (laughs) where's the walking on sunshine or whatever you want to, kind of lift yeah. you up for a second all right so your homework if you're a john hyatt fan is to go 
go to YouTube, go to Spotify and pull up Hello Sunshine by Bruce Springsteen. Take a drink. It says, <laughs> had enough of heartache, break and pain. I had a little sweet spot for the rain, for the rain and skies of gray. Hello, sunshine. Won't you stay? You know, I always like my walking shoes, but you can get a little too fond of the blues. You walk too far, you walk away. Hello, sunshine. Won't you stay? Um, well, that would be a lovely little set on a, you know, radio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because the idea, right, that I, I think you're exactly right. He's saying let's not dwell into this the blues part of this and and he's doing it i feel very tongue-in-cheek uh-huh. and, and it and it comes across and i i have i did watch a couple of these on youtube and it does seem like he is having a blast when they perform uh-huh. this i mean he Absolutely. is really enjoying himself i did not get to see this live and i would love to do it yes yeah mm-hmm uh, how about you? Now, you said you've seen you've been able to see him perform this. Yeah. And it, it does seem that it, it's not one that, you know, he only played when he was uh, supporting this album, which, again, we're going all the way back to 2003. I feel yeah. like I've seen him within the past couple of years mm-hmm. uh, play this. And um, he loves just going off on the duet with the lead guitarist, whether it's Sonny Landreth, or I'm pretty sure I've seen Doug Lancio uh, perform this with him and they just, you know, go back and forth and John does a lick and they do a lick and he kicks up in the air and dances all around and gets everyone uh, cheering along with the it, chorus. This is kind of a flip side to perfectly good guitar, that mm-hmm. sense of joy, that love about music. Um, and that would be another good pairing to have yeah, yeah, him do absolutely. that live and then do this uh, or this one first and go into perfectly good guitar. Um, I, I tweeted today uh, as we're recording this, this whole episode will be out in a few weeks. Um, but um, I Jake Thistle, I think, is the guy that was doing a, a very nice cover of that it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Jake is so awesome. I all right. First of all, yes, absolutely. Go and look at Jake's version of Almost Fed Up with the Blues. Jake has done a lot of John Hyatt songs. And once you've done that, uh, go and find the video of Jake performing Have a Little Faith in Me with John, because I still tear up when I think of that, because John invited Jake on stage and was just kind of hanging back and encouraging him. I think feel like he was 12 years old at the time or something Gosh, like that. Yeah. And it is an amazing video. And it just, uh, it shows everything about who John is as uh, someone who's just encouraging music. And um, yeah, Jake is so great. And he does so many wonderful covers of John and Tom Petty and so many great artists. And I can't wait to see where he ends up as a songwriter. So yeah, I, I thousand think so percent. too. Yeah, that that was really good. Um, you know, the other thing I this is an optimistic song. I get up, they knock me down again, but what are you going to mm-hmm. do, my friend? Uh, this is I'm you know, you they may have taken my dog and stolen mm-hmm. my car and everything, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um my friend, I I I have a friend who uh Sarah Hickman was very early in her music career. Um, they said that 
they reminded her her early work was Joni Mitchell, but happy. Like huh? instead of going, yeah, he dumped me, but that's all right. I'm going to be OK. I'm going to bounce yeah. back pretty soon. And this was that. I'm like, yeah, I, I got the blues, but you know what? It, it's OK. I, yep. I've still got my family. I've still got the guitar and I'm going to keep making music. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Um, anything else we need to cover on this one? I don't think so. OK. Um, yeah, well, I'm I guess I'll go first. Um I think I'm going to give it a three and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so I, I was, was going remind- to give it a three, but you convinced me to give it a half a point up. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I am thinking to myself, reminding myself of the scale that we're working with. Yes. That, um, you know, what I have kind of said for a two star song is like, yeah, absolutely. It's a good song, but you remind yourself that we're talking about John Hyatt. Right. And so that's why I'm going to go with the two. Okay. Um, that it's a, it's a great song, but there's so many better. And I think um, the fact that he, he does like really take it to a nev- another level live mm-hmm. kind of explains that to me that like, maybe it just didn't quite get, where it needed to go either in the demo or in the production version. And it's, you know, all the stuff that we look for is there in the songwriting, but it's a little too clever. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, yeah, no, it's I not get that, that pure uh, emotion that I'm really looking for when I say that this is the best of the best of John's songs. So nice. I, I, I like that. I, uh, you you talked me up and then uh, you know so very nice good um, I giveth and I taketh away no that is awesome <laughs> I I love this all right so um, I am on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW you can find me on Facebook for now Jesse Jackson uh, Sylvan where can they find you you can find me on Facebook at Sylvan Groff and uh, Twitter at Sylvan Green Eyes. All right. We would love to hear from you. Yes, there is a, uh, we are on, we have our Facebook page. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Perfectly Good PD. Um, and we have a voicemail, 469 249 2442, and Perfectly Good Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are making our ways through the A's. There is a document online that if they can see when we are planning to talk to someone, and uh, we'd love, love more voices to join us. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, tell us, uh, give us feedback on yes, you liked our discussion you want to tell me to quit talking about bruce i get you i understand uh i'm thinking that right now and uh but also we'd love to have someone join us if there is a song coming up that you're passionate about and you want to share the story behind it what you're thinking about it uh we would love to hear you absolutely you know it's all about uh what each song means to each of us and um Jesse and I are just having a great time, but I think we could have an even better time if you joined us. I absolutely agree with that. All right. So as we're recording this, uh, pull about the curtain, it is um, Thanksgiving week. 
So um, by the time this comes out, we'll be in the middle of December. But in the meantime, uh, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate. If not, just enjoy the holiday season. And we will be back in a week to talk another song. Yes, we will. Happy and, Thanksgiving. Yes. And I am so thankful for all of this music and for you, Jesse. Well, I am so thankful for you. I am so glad that you joined me on this journey. We are hand in hand having fun and uh, I appreciate it. So everyone have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye. Bye-bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the quarter. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.